2: Beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. If you are new here, my name is Justin Davis, aka JD. And this show is all about people discovering their higher selves, their adversity, vulnerability, with a big underline under that word. And of course, self-love, because we all need that more than ever. I hope all is very, very well. It definitely is for your boy on this side. If you follow me on IG, you have seen the last couple weeks have been absolutely wild like manifesting times a million doing things and and being on certain platforms that I didn't even think I was ready for let alone had the privilege to be on oh I could just go on and on I can't wait to share with you all what I've been working on what I've been on who I've met man it's just been it's just been so dope it's been crazy Okay, uh, this week is going to be something brand new. I've never done this before in the two seasons of the show. I wanted to just do like a recap of what's been going on so far for season two. And I'm going to customize and kind of organize it based on relationships and then self-help. I know a lot of you are busy. I know it's been, you know, we're coming towards the end here of summer. So I get it. We're all out and about and it's kind of hard to maybe work on what we set intentions to work on the beginning of the year and life just happens right and maybe you missed a couple episodes but because of that you missed a lot of gems so I want to make sure we just cover everything and just give a nice recap and just kind of catch back up a little bit okay uh before we get into that let's go with the quote of the day here it is never limit or shrink your dreams to fit your current reality one more time for every single person and the ones in the back. Never limit or shrink your dreams to fit your current reality. Quotes by Jim Quick from the book Limitless. The reason why I chose that quote is because, again, based on the last couple of weeks that I've had and just the evolution of this career that I've chosen and in, into helping people. It's really easy to fall back into old patterns of self-doubt, negativity, imposter syndrome, self-sabotaging, etc. And throughout these last couple of weeks, I've really had that quote at the forefront. Like, I cannot limit or shrink or belittle any of my dreams just because I'm scared. Just because my current reality may live in fear. It may live in past uh, failures or rejections. But that doesn't mean I need to limit or shrink any type of possibility or opportunity for my dreams to come true today. And again, I've just been having it as a mantra over and over and over the last couple of weeks. These, these last few events that I've done uh, literally have scared the complete shit out of me. I mean, like full transparency. I mean, I, I had a, a motivational speaking engagement for the first time ever in my career in North Carolina on the 21st of August. I was nervous, but I was really excited. I was anxious, but also prepared. But then the day of it just hit me like these people are depending on me to deliver something that they paid to see. So it's like and paid to hear right and receive. It's it's one thing to do a podcast. It's free. Like, here you guys go. But it's another thing to get paid to do something and and to have a certain level of expectation and then to make sure I deliver that. You all should know by now, I'm a major perfectionist. I'm the worst critic down myself and working on it, right? Work in progress. But still, this, this was such a big deal for me. And I got so nervous and my anxiety was through the roof. I actually got sick. <laughs> I like drove myself to being sick. Um, But that's how much I care, you know, and, and I really realized that when I was done with the speech and, and I'm so proud of myself and so happy the way everything transpired and it was just a beautiful moment for me. And when I got done and all the adrenaline kind of wore off, I was like, man, like you really, really, really care about this stuff. And I know too many people, unfortunately, who just go through life very routine, very very mundane, very just nonchalant with, with very little intention. And they do the bare minimum just to get by. And... I, I always said that's never going to be me. Like, I'm, I'm way too passionate of a person to just, like, go through life on some basic stuff. <laughs> so uh, for me, just, you know, having this experience really showed me how much I care and how much I'm passionate about this and, and how much I realize what my purpose is and I'm living in it. Like, that. that's what, like, the main takeaway I had. And then I was a guest expert on relationships, a relationship expert, I should have said on a tv show that is very popular I, I signed an nda so i can't really talk about it yet until it comes out it should be out i think next month sometime i'll keep everyone posted don't worry uh you'll have plenty of of notice on when it's going to happen but that also scared the shit out of me too and mind you this is two days after my speech so i'm still like under the weather and i just like kind of got my adrenaline and um just everything regulated for the most part, like my central nervous system. And then boom, 48 hours later, you're back in the spotlight, back expecting to be delivering these incredible messages in front of millions of people across the world. And oh, so I'm like, okay, cool. After that, done, killed it, so proud. Okay, great, awesome. Got a little bit of a break. And I get an email that I think will change my life forever. I cannot wait to share this, this third piece with you all. Again, I think this also comes out in October. If you follow me on IG, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I got the opportunity to be on the Red Table Talk with Shay and Jada and Gammy. Willow was out of town. Will was also out of town, too. However, to just have the opportunity to have that kind of platform and to be able to help out millions of people that watch that show to be able to share our story and the trials and the errors and the ups and the downs and the breakthroughs and the setbacks, et cetera, to be that vulnerable on that type of platform, it doesn't get more scary than that. And we killed it. When I, when I say we killed it, like, listen, it couldn't have went any better in my wildest dreams. Like Shay and I were just rolling off the tongue, like messages and gems and, and living in our truth, and 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 supporting each other in that moment, and being there for each other in that moment, and we're like wowing Jada and Gammy and the other guests that were on there, and just like, oh, it it was just, man, it, I'm almost still speechless. It was just just incredible. I can't wait for you guys to see it. I can't wait for it to come out. So, anyways, I say all of this, and and, and I'm on this rant because that quote again is really significant in my life today. And I really felt compelled to share with you all. I want you to never ever limit or shrink your dreams to fit your current reality. Even though you can't see it yet, even though if you don't have it yet, believe in it, trust it, continue to live towards that move forward towards that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, One more thing, as we always said, intentions, um, you know, again, the intention for this episode is is just to take a deep breath, and just absorb this incredible content that's going to come your way. Whether you're watching this or you're listening to this, like these guests that I've had on my show, it's 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 just been I always say this, and I don't mean to uh, take away the value of of this word, but it's just always an honor to have them on, and to share their truths and their story and what they've learned, and and what's benefited them, and. All the vulnerability that they show—it's it, just—it's just so incredible. And, and every time I'm editing these episodes, I'm like, "Man, that was good." Ooh, I, I didn't know that they said that. And so I'm like, if I feel that way, and this is my baby, I'm sure a lot of people have missed a lot of things. So again, take a deep breath, relax, and just enjoy this incredible episode of just, again, recapping what's what's been so far. And one last final thing before we get into this really dope, unique episode. I just wanted to really give you all your flowers as the community. It's probably one of the most things I've ever been proud of in my life. Creating and establishing something that is worldwide. Creating a safe space for so many of you. Creating an opportunity for you to learn and grow from and and maybe even unlearn. And creating a space where... I really feel like when I'm on these couches or these chairs or these sets with these guests or even if it's just me I really feel like it's also just you individually. Um, you guys are just incredible like the messages that I receive the comments that I see and the shares that, that you guys do it's just every single time it just makes my heart feel overfull in the best way possible. It, it makes me feel so good and fulfilled and Just happy, just truly, truly happy. So that will never change. I don't care what's happening. I don't care what comes of these amazing opportunities I've had, as I shared earlier. Um, I'll never forget that. And I'll I'll always keep this at the forefront and it'll never change me. So just know that every single week you're going to get the same me and I'm going to show up every single time trying to help each and every one of you reach that that potential that you all know that you have. To heal from whatever it is you need to heal from. To learn whatever it is you're meant to learn in that moment. Maybe even to unlearn again. Break those old habits. Finally start that business. Finally end that relationship. Finally be more in that relationship, etc. And I take full responsibility in that. And Again, you're going to get me 110% every single week because you all deserve it. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you. I've seen so many of you out and about. By the way, we were in Toronto a couple weeks ago. And we're just walking around at this festival and this, this girl comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, you're JD. And then I was like, this is my wife, Shay. She's like, of course, like, you know, I know you and blah, blah, blah. And my friends that I was with were like so blown away by that. And they're like, man, you act like that's, that's normal. I'm like, it has been lately. Like the last year has been wild. Like I've, we've been recognized or I've been recognized all over the world. South Africa, Dubai, Toronto, Austin, New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami, like you name it. And if you see me and or Shay out and about, do not hesitate and come up to us. Say what's up. Show love. It's going to be received right back. Every time I'm like, can I give you a hug? And and they're like surprised. Um, And it just it just it's incredible. It's just so amazing. So for me to you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have so much gratitude and love for all of you this community is just the dopest and i'm just so proud of all of us so okay no more rant this was a crazy intro (laughs) but i just had a lot to get off and thanks for receiving that thanks for listening thanks for being here and uh yeah enjoy this episode okay let's kick this thing off with a clip from episode 12 this is me and kehlani as this episode was one of my favorites. We just were going in on relationships and dating and how we've learned from both, etc. And I chose this clip of how do guys get ready to enter a relationship. And then there's another clip on dating online, what that's like. And then the last clip from this episode was staying in a relationship for the potential. So again, this is me and Kaylani. This is episode twelve. I think I titled it If only dating worked like this, enjoy.
3: I I would hope that people can become dedicated to that work for themselves because they want to be a, a, a as good of a person they can be. Yeah. To be the best partner, to be the best father, to be yeah. the best friend, you yeah. know. The everything. best version of themselves. Exactly. In every area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always
2: say like, you know. I I have consultations with women and Mm -hmm. and I've seen the comments and the reviews and all these things. And even just out and about, I've had talks with women and they're always like, how does a guy get to being, quote unquote, ready? Right. Right. And the first quick answer is he has to want it. Mm -hmm. You can't force this on him. You can't do it for him. And even if you did, Mm -hmm. the other thing I was going to say is he has to genuinely 100% be committed to this. Exactly. Because that's him creating his toolbox. Mm-hmm. That's him knowing what to do, when to do, and how to do it. Not yep. like, what did Kaylani say the last time I was right. in this? And that equals sustainability. Exactly. And longevity. that also mm-hmm. alleviates, correct me if I'm wrong, the pressure then from you. Oh yeah. Right? Of course. Because like then I
3: know I can trust the fact that you're in the right mind space exactly. or headspace, yeah, to be able to make those decisions. Exactly. Because I can't do that for you. 100%. Because I have my own path that I'm yeah. walking on. Yeah. And know? rightfully so. Yeah. Right. right. And that's, mm-hmm. you know,
2: the goal is right is to, is to come together to grow together exactly mm-hmm. as, you know so anyways all this to say <laughs> uh that all didn't happen till 30. That is uh, crazy. For, for your boy and I think yeah. for a lot of men. If you, I don't even
3: feel like it's resources that we honestly mm. I firmly believe that that like the way that social media is like designed yeah it's we are we were never mm. supposed to know that this that this many people existed like we were never supposed mm. to know that like there are this many people around us because it's on a platform where we feel like everything is readily accessible. Yeah. This person could be like 3 million miles away. Sure. But readily accessible to you on an app. Right, right. (laughs) You know, so we think that these are options for us because of Mm. the way that it's designed. And it's like, no, this is like... A human being, you know, yeah, I think right. I mentioned this to you before I, I made a video about this on TikTok. I started my TikTok Okay, career.
2: get it, get it.
3: <laughs> my little <laughs> mental health TikTok. Yeah. Um, I was just basically saying that like there was a psychology class that I took and my professor had mentioned a study that was conducted that basically talked about how your mind can't tell the difference between scrolling through a social media app like TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Uh, or even a dating app, actually, um, and scrolling through, like, a, a shopping website, like, a mobile shopping website. So, when okay. you're scrolling through the shopping website, this could be, like, Nordstrom or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're like, I like this, add to cart, or mm, I don't <laughs> like this anymore, we're going to delete it, you know? Okay. Oh but the way that the apps are designed, yeah. when you're scrolling, you're, like, hmm, I like that, that's an option. Like, let me mm. DM that person, let me talk to that sure. person. Again, readily accessible for you. but. Yeah. That's a human being like that's not it's not a product, you know, yeah. but it goes into like why people act the way that they do when it comes to. I mean, mm-hmm. social media is a whole other.
2: Dating for potential mm. and and staying in a relationship, I guess, for, for potential. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can relate.
3: <clears throat> I can relate. And uh, <laughs>
2: maybe a lot of people are currently there. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to try to, you know, give, give our two cents here. Yeah. Um, do you want to start it off?
3: Sure. Yeah, okay. um, I think that. Almost every single person I know has um, or can relate to that, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it was them or vice versa. Um, And I think I initially started to say that I thought that this was kind of only like a like a woman's um, experience with the man. Like (laughs) I stayed with him because I saw his potential. Okay. because in my um, experiences with some of my girlfriends, they were saying that like we kind of came to the conclusion, I should say, and I don't want to make this blanket statement, but usually that, like, men date from a place of, like, I like you for who you are right now. Like, I, I want you right now, like, what you are right now. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's like, oh, man, like, he kind of fits in these boxes. I can totally see how he could grow into this. I could definitely see how he could, like, blossom into this. Maybe he's on that path right now. I can totally see it, you know? okay, That's the type of, like, potential. Or maybe we're dating, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, you have these, you know, sparks and little moments of this greatness. Let's just get you to a place where you're doing that all the time. And it's Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, you can't do that. You need to, this, what, what it is right now is who you need to date. Sure. So. The reality and accepting right, it. Right,
2: You know, I, I just thought of this when you when you're saying about how men are saying, I want you right now, mm-hmm. and women are more so um, open to possibilities, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to venture to say I think men do that because of our ego is so fragile. Mm. We can't afford to take the risk of our investment.
3: Risk is something that is so (laughs) difficult for those ego-driven men, I will tell you. And
2: also, we can't afford the risk of of putting in all this time, Mm -hmm. all this effort, energy, our heart on the line only to get hurt Mm. or only for it not to come to fruition the way we had thought and planned it on it being. I don't think our egos can handle it.
3: I agree Mm -hmm. 100% because I think that men in general and even society plays a big, there's so many reasons to this. Why, why I feel like this, but I feel like a lot of men fear being hurt Mm. because they've never given that, been given the safe space to do so, to be hurt publicly, even in private, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. with even some of their closest friends. It's something that's very, very frowned upon culturally, societally, Mm -hmm between families sure. i mean it, for so many reasons so i get it i yeah. understand yeah. however that is such a key component to finding like a long-term love right and i think that's something that's um you like you could miss out you know
2: you will miss you out. will miss out yeah <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah it, it's it's almost a guarantee it's inevitable okay okay next up is this is episode 19 this is with the lovely lauren morrison The title of this episode was Resentment in Relationships Part 2. This was a little mini-series on just that, resentment in relationships. And Lauren came in and killed it. She had so many great examples and and words of wisdom and just gems. So I chose this one, which which was probably my personal favorite from the episode that she gave. And it was a great model to understand if you're in the reward state or the threat state when it comes to dealing with people. So make sure you take notes on this.
1: So when we're teaching um, leadership, when I'm teaching like facilitating uh, leadership with executives, there's this model called the scarf model. And the scarf model is essentially, and it used for employees, but it's definitely valid in marriages too, right? I think that they
0: mm-hmm.
1: can all, we're, we're at the end of the day, whatever brain you take to, your work is the same Mm -hmm. brain you bring to your relationship. (laughs) But the, uh, the, the model basically talks about, um, you know, risk versus reward or threat, uh, moving someone from a threat state to a reward state. And what is it that triggers you to go into threat state? And how do you change that trigger around to move someone into a reward state? Because when someone's in a reward state, employees are in a reward state, they feel more compelled to do what you want them to do, right? Mm -hmm. That's just, and we're talking about the same thing here. So scarf being like, um, S is for status. So it's like status being like, whether it's your seniority at the job, your title or whatever, that's important to you. And if someone is creeping up on your status or is not acknowledging your status, then that can be a trigger for you that turns you into, that turns you, that wants to put you in the fight or flight mode. So when I think about Chris... Status is a big thing, right? Um, The C is certainty. You know, your ability to um, predict your future, to know what's going on. I'm going to meet you at this time, for this time, for this time, because you want to be in control of your schedule. Um, A for autonomy. um, R for relatedness, like knowing that we're all in this together. And F for fairness. If there is a sense of unfairness, then it can trigger someone. So knowing someone's, similar to someone's love language, knowing what someone's risk or trigger is can help you to speak their language better so that they feel safer, they feel more rewarded, and they can be more present in the engage, and they can be more engaged in the work that they're doing or in the relationship that they're in. So I know for me, um, like fairness or relatedness, that was a big thing for me. This mm-hmm. sense of, like, we're not in this together. It's you versus me. <laughs> and for Chris, it was, it was definitely status. So that's why when you ask, like, what emotion comes up, it's if I'm resentful of you, it's maybe because I don't think it's fair or mm-hmm. I don't think that we're in this together. So trying to figure out how we can get back on the same page.
2: So one more time then, Lauren. So S is for status. status. C is certainty. certainty. Autonomy. Uh, re- relatability? Relatedness. Relatedness and then fairness. Yeah, good job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I I want to really like try to figure out what ours is. We'll have to, mm-hmm. we'll have to try that. I think really that's good. great. All right. Uh, moving right along. This next clip is from the number one episode from season two. <laughs> this is, uh, I laugh because the, the title, which is, why do men get married? Is it love? or timing so I had the guys from the nice and neat podcast come on and this clip is just that why do men get married we had a beautiful conversation um the guys from nice and neat disagreed with the statement I actually agreed with it and so you're gonna hear us go over that and also there's another clip from the same episode and it's gonna be about is is it timing or is it true love Men don't marry the woman they love or loved the most. They marry the woman who's around when they're ready to marry.
0: Mm. I'm
2: going to say it again for the people in the (laughs) back. Men don't marry the woman they love or loved the most. They marry the woman who's around when they're ready to marry. Agree? Disagree? Any follow-up? I I, kind of disagree. Okay. I kind of disagree because...
4: Sometimes you fall in love with a girl and then decide to get married. It's like, I didn't make my decision on wanting to marry my, or wanting to love my girl mm. based on when I was ready to get married. Right. Already loved the woman, right. you know, and then decided right. to get married. The next steps. You know, yeah. and then took the next step. So
2: okay. I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. And by the way, for the record, so, oh, you're engaged. I'm engaged. Excuse me. Yeah, no, i married. not married. Jalon. In a relationship. In a relationship. In a relationship. Duke in a relationship. Married. Okay. Shalom, what you got?
5: Man, you know what? I gotta... I I, kind of disagree as well. Okay. I will understand where the statement may come from as... Maybe a man that's trying to really figure out who he is. Maybe along that journey, that may be something that might have been true. Yeah. So I don't want to take away from that person's experience. But and this is a woman, by the way. Yeah, yeah. it's a woman's thing. I don't want to take away from her experience because yeah. she may have been either the woman.
3: Prescription products require
6: completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your Shop these deals at your local Kroger less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
5: That ended up with the ring or the one, so I don't want to take away from her experience, but I know me personally, I couldn't even imagine marrying. A person who I love the less than someone else <laughs> sure, right, right 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 right, I just couldn't imagine it, like even if you had a relationship that was awesome and thriving and it just made you a better person mm-hmm. now you now you have the blueprint on how you need to feel right right, and i just i I, I trust people's judgment well enough to once you have that blueprint mm-hmm. they're going to exceed those expectations you know I, I I think we've all been in relationships before, where you'd be like man this is this is this is really good here. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really like it here. Mm -hmm. And then you break up with that person and you're in your new relationship or your current relationship. And you just say like, I couldn't imagine having anything less than this right right right. here. So I couldn't say, I couldn't say that.
0: Same, man, same. Honestly, I've never even heard the quote, to be honest with you. All right. It's not something I've heard, but I feel the same way as, uh, you know, as my partners over here, man. Um, I feel like I was always under the impression that men are going to wait it out until they find the one they love. And, you know and i feel like it's kind of even even today when things are so advanced and you know we've made so much improvement in society as far as the dynamic between men and women go i still think that that reigns true mm-hmm. you know what i mean ultimately i think men um are going to hold off on the decision to marry somebody unless they think it's absolutely uh this is absolutely the person right cuz you got to think about how we grow up man a lot of people say man wait Right a lot or, of people say, or, wait, or or don't do it, or don't do it, right, so we're already in a defense mode, right. you know what I mean, so um, a lot of us kind of go into it thinking like this person has to be the person for me, right, so i th- I find it hard now, once you get in a relationship and there are situations where you probably get married and you're like, okay, I made the wrong decision, but I think going into it, you know you never look at it like you're settling, right? mm-hmm. I don't think so, hey, yeah. so
4: this girl is basically saying. You could, a man finds himself ready to get married, and then I'm going back to find a girl that I was in love with two relationships ago.
2: Uh, not because, uh, because yeah. I loved
4: her the most.
5: Or is it's, she saying, oh, 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 or is like, she saying I'm going to marry somebody now, but I wish it, I, I could have been with that person, like the so, one that got away. So right, to I, I, yeah, I kind of took it like like, it's like, it's,
2: yeah. it's like the one that got away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But here I am, 30 something or 40 something. I'm not trying to be in the streets for the rest of my life. This girl's She'll good do. enough. Of She'll family. do. Yeah. Right? Settle. Right. I'll settle. I'll settle. Right, She won't know, but I know she's deep down. She's a good woman. She, yeah. She's a good woman. She's a good woman. She's good enough. She's not, she's, good right. she's not the right one she's the right, right. One. she's good enough yeah but i think i think to your point Shameless dude it's, it's um <laughs> i think it's uh <clears throat> because in our society as men right i've i've often heard don't do it right yeah from jump and i'm from the midwest where they settled down real early it's like the south right mm-hmm. but i've still been told hey bro don't and it's from men right yeah mm-hmm. why are you sure <laughs> you know what i mean like like you don't have to type of thing you know it's, yeah. it's a it's a major discourage um so i think from from the male perspective and, I, and i'll get to where she was coming from i kind of agree with this yeah i kind of agree and i'm glad that someone does because otherwise we'd just be kumbaya right now but um <laughs> but yeah i mean look men don't marry the woman they love or love the most they marry the woman who's around when they're ready so can we all agree that timing is everything yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Can we all agree, or, or maybe not? But have you had one who maybe was the right girl, wrong time? All the
4: time. I feel like that's. I feel like. I feel like that's in all of our history. Okay. Right girl,
0: wrong time. Right wrong girl, time. wrong time. Yeah, but here's the it thing. It always though, be the
5: wrong. Time. That's, yeah. why I, that's
4: why. That's why you ain't with none of them. Yeah,
5: that that yeah. time like, That time is 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 because the wrong time might have been. You know, the time maybe... don't look
0: so bad right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. I say like. Right. Right. So is it the, really the wrong time? so you understand because like you would only know man i really would have married that girl but it was the wrong time and if in the future you're with somebody that you really don't want to be with
2: so if, if i don't have my money right i'm not ready to settle down yeah that's a fact so so that's what i mean with the timing of it yes. all you know what i mean so is it and i love my wife <laughs> just like for the yeah. record like i'm not saying oh she just she, she'll do you know i'll settle it's yeah. nothing to do with that but i could see a lot of men if they were being honest agree with this statement so anyways, but but the timing thing, I think is um, I think it's a huge factor. I think at the end of the day, it's like whether it's not even so much an age thing. I think it's where you are in your life, emotional maturity, financial stability, right? And then you've having enough life experiences to be like, and we're talking monogamy, right? Yeah. Of course. I've had enough experiences where I'm I'm ready to settle down. And I think that I think it's more timing than the woman. And then speaking of ego, one thing I recently learned um in therapy was. He's like, look, your ego can be used in, in good ways. Like, like let, Let's not just give ego a negative you know, component to it. Like, it's, It could be used in, in, in positive ways. He said, but the one area of your life where your ego is never going to be needed, I don't care what hypothetical or what scenario you can possibly think of, the answer is still no. He said the one arena your ego is never needed is in your relationship.
4: Well, I think they say that it's hard for the ego to live in a space where mm-hmm. love is.
2: Mm. That's deep. There you go.
4: You know, like if if love is truly. It's no ego. There is no ego. Wow. Right,
0: right. I did hear that before. That's dope. There,
4: there is no ego. Exactly. Yeah. My fiance tells me that all the time. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. It's hard, though, ain't it? It's hard. It's, it's so hard. What's hard? It's hard. Well, it's hard. And, and why is it hard? Yeah. You gotta You gotta shed yourself. <laughs> well, but also, like, but yeah, because look at what we've been conditioned to, yeah. especially as athletes. Right. right. Our ego got you in the league. Yep. <laughs> right? Our yep. ego's got us on the team. Our ego's got yeah. us our accolades. Yep. So it's like to just say that's not needed here. You're like, huh? What, right. I don't
4: what, got what, nothing.
2: Yeah. What What now? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to times of conflict. <laughs> yep. Where we can isolate and shut down. And okay, yep. fine. It's me against you then. Yep. Like mm-hmm. an athlete. Yes. Right? If I'm talking trash to you, if you're, what'd you play? Wide receiver? Corner. Corner. Okay. I'm a wide receiver. Yep. I'm talking trash to you all day. Yep. That's going to get me motivated. Yep. And it's going to get you motivated. Yep. Not my woman, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it takes that buffer, like we talked about, right, to to kind of dismantle that ego and to be okay with that mm-hmm. in this arena.
4: Man, I read a... A quote today, and I, I just wanted to share because it, it felt like a good time. I thought about it as Duke was speaking, and mm. then you said results, and then he said results, perfect. And the quote was, "Yo, don't get mad at the results you didn't get from the
2: work you didn't you didn't do." do. Yeah, right.
4: You know, and I thought that shit was amazing That's when I read that today. Spot on. It's so real, bro. We we can't. We have to put ourselves to the work. Yeah. We have to go to practice, and if we don't, yeah. we can't get mad at ourselves. Yeah. Right for, yeah. for not getting better. For right, not yeah. putting the work in. Right, you know what I'm saying. So it's yeah. very important. That's a great
2: quote because yeah. it, it ties into what each one of us said, man. each one of us said right yeah well there's some intimacy putting in the work and understanding like there's more to just the physical part of intimacy right when it comes to just not being like you you gotta you gotta give it the program (laughs) you know what i mean like that's just ignorance right and then when it comes to understanding like everything that you do is practice, that's all comes down to putting in the work
4: yeah
2: okay Next up, uh, this is a clip from episode five titled Relationship Breakthroughs. And this clip is two different ones. So the first one is I talk about how people need to stop taking accountability for the things that they're not responsible for. And the other one is saying yes to you and no to them. Uh, It makes me think of the quote of you cannot take accountability for things that you're not responsible for. Mm -hmm. And... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think early on in our relationship and probably for a long stretch there, were you taking accountability for things that maybe you weren't really responsible for as far as like pleasing me? Because remember, I was very um, it mentioned last night at dinner as I wrote down the note of um, you felt like you had to be perfect mm-hmm. all the time and taking on that responsibility of like not letting me down or not mm-hmm. disappointing or doing everything I'm demanding instead of asking in the past. Did you kind of feel that way?
7: Yeah, I think I, I naturally struggled with being a people pleaser, but also when I entered the relationship with you, I was trying to, to fix that. I was trying to balance the self love for myself while simultaneously giving it to other people. Mm. And I was still catching myself in moments where I was more worried about how I could please you than how I was able to please myself. Mm. And checking in with myself in those moments, because we're not all perfect and we're still making mistakes and we're constantly growing and evolving. But um, I would check in with myself and I'm like, there's times where I knew it had nothing to do with me, but I wanted to help you understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think a big part of it was just not trying not to take those things personally. And it's hard.
2: (sighs) How do you do that? Cause actually you, you do it really well, not only for yourself, but in times where I have a conflict in my life where I'm taking it personal and I'm saying I shouldn't take this Mm -hmm. personal, but I'm still taking it personal. You have a really good way of kind of maneuvering. Yeah.
7: I mean, the best way to, you know, for when we get through our disagreements, the best way for us to do that is through communication. Mm -hmm. And I think in the same light that I communicate with you, I communicate with myself. And I have those c- uncomfortable conversations with myself. I whether it's journaling or just really trying to hone in on, on the core issue mm-hmm. and 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 also checking in with where my values and my boundaries are and, and recognizing that what it what it is that you're complaining about really has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And the more I was able to do that, the more instantly I was able to feel that what you were complaining about wasn't so much me and it was Mm -hmm. more something that we had to work through and get to the bottom with you Mm -hmm. and there is also a time and a place where you can present that Because not in every moment that he's complaining about me I'm like telling him like nope actually that's something with you (laughs) you know you got to listen and And you have to
2: have delivery right yeah because I would be hot yeah (laughs) and most people I mean till this day like you
7: have a hard time when you receive something that's uncomfortable for you 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 immediately turn in you know you get um heated
2: yeah like I can
7: almost see like the fire the steam coming out of your ears
2: yeah literally and it's it's I was thinking it's it's more so for me it's like when I don't understand it Mm -hmm. it's like such a trigger back to that question such a trigger for me when I it's not that I, I I think I'm for everyone and, like, how could you not like me? It's, it used to be like that. It's far from that now. Mm. But now it's more so, like, I don't understand what they mean by this. And I, I'm, like, not trying to take it personal. But at the same time, like, if it's a common pattern that I've heard before, well, then I'm the common denominator. I have to kind of take it personal and, and mm-hmm. get to work. So for me, it's, like, just until I understand it. And luckily, I have you to kind of work through that because you do. You help me understand it. You help me to um choose the difference between of okay this is a personal thing or mm-hmm. you know what actually their pride is projecting and and we don't know what they're going through because we know you that that's not who you are that's mm-hmm. not what you what you portray so so an- another thing we kind of mentioned earlier about being a people pleaser at times and i guess the question is how do you separate being a people pleaser but then also still sticking to your self-love and filling your love tank
7: that, that was hard. Cause I feel like I really, like I said earlier, I really struggled with that, um, for a long time. And even in the beginning of our relationship. And, um, I think you would even tell me, um, that I yep. need to put myself first. And then when I would, he'd complain. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like, not with me, with everyone else.
7: <laughs> but, um, wanting to just like, please you. And I, I think I said this even in the toxic relationship episode where I felt like I was putting myself to the side Mm -hmm. and it started to feel toxic to me. Um, and, and you even would tell me sometimes that I needed to be, you, you actually had like a good saying, like you being selfless is actually you being selfish, selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, And
2: because you're selfishly being selfless, you're selfishly not spending the time for yourself because you'd rather please others. And that is a form of being too selfless can make you selfish.
7: Yeah. So I kind of created this little like rule for myself when I'm being asked to do something before I answer, because in the past I would just automatically be yes. Mm -hmm. Sure. Do you want to come with me here? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, wait, I have so much stuff that I need to do. And then You know, I felt like I was neglecting myself. So before I said yes to anybody, I needed to check in with myself first, like almost ask for permission. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that. And um, I felt like I was just more happier.
2: Okay. We got two left here. Uh, This one is from episode 20. This one just kind of came out uh, titled Hard Conversations in Relationships. And this clip is going to be about reassuring your partner in your relationship. And then the second clip from this episode is I discuss what Shay and I's Love Box Game concept is and how it really helps us in our marriage. Do you think there should be more moments in our marriage where we're checking with each other to on the reassurance meter, I guess, and or Um, how we're feeling about certain things. And and is there anything we have to get off our chest?
7: I think so. I think for sure. I think also reassurance can come in different forms in different Mm -hmm. ways. I think I, or at least I feel reassurance can come from just your partner prioritizing you, Mm -hmm. um, including you in things which you're very good at with me. That's something that I have to work on, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and what else did you ask? Or was that
2: the um, How often? Because, and I ask because apparently we can't be around here assuming, assuming <laughs> things, you know. So it's, I think that's a lesson for us to learn. Like, I think we need to do that a little bit more often. Whether mm-hmm. it, it's in a conversation, it's in action, it's in both. Um, it's setting aside time to... I,
7: yeah, I remember when we used to write numbers on the calendar. Do you remember that? Okay. Or it was like at the end of the week or something, we would rate that week.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, it was that a was long so time ago.
7: <laughs> um, maybe yeah. we, you know, it could be subtle ways to be creative with doing stuff like that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not like always having to be some formal deep conversation. And it's right. more like. You know you can just see what the week was rated and and if it's a number that's kind of off than normal maybe go into that week and just say you know and try to see where it could have why it could have been off and then have a conversation about it but that was one thing that we did which was i felt like was really good yeah at the time that we were doing it we also had created love boxes which you've been more consistent with than i have Mm-hmm. Now that it's kind of hidden and, and it's like in your office space, like I don't like it's out of sight, out of mind for me, but maybe we bring those back out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think stuff like that where it's more like subtle, mm-hmm. cute.
2: Yeah. And, and the love boxes uh, for everyone. As a matter of fact, we talked about this in the Duke episode. So it's a very important episode for you guys have to go back and reference, but uh, basically the love boxes. Shay's mom gave us this idea where, Shay and I each have an individual box, and uh, we take note cards and write out messages to each other and put them in the other person's mailbox or or box, kind of like a You Got Mail thing. And one of the rules are whatever is put in the box.
7: We didn't really have rules, but it's...
2: Well, sorry. Hold on. We had one because it was... We don't need to talk about it unless... Someone says we need to talk about this, Mm -hmm. but it's just a safe space for you to get off whatever you need to get off without being interrupted or without someone getting getting defensive. Uh, It's just for you to not keep it bottled in, but to let it out Um, and the person receives it and their roles to just, you know, take it on internally and then hopefully Mm -hmm. start to make some changes. Mm -hmm. But it was, it is and was very, very, very helpful. Yeah. Okay. Coming to an end here. This is the last clip of this episode. This is from episode seven. The title of this episode is Complacency in Relationships. And that episode actually was, um, I personally think, the most vulnerable episode Shay and I did this season out of the, I don't know, five or six that we did together. It was really raw. We were really unpacking a lot of things kind of like as we went along. And yeah, I felt really good about it. So anyways, this clip is about letting your partner in. What it looks like, uh, what it feels like on both partners' sides, and both both uh, perspectives and feelings, and I thought it was really cool. And again, just a really cool, vulnerable moment between Shane and I.
7: So a couple of weeks ago, as as vulnerable as my husband is, he took it to a whole nother level, and um, it was a side of him that I think, as a man, is really hard to open up about. And I think, so we, so it happened outside of therapy, a conversation between you and I, mm-hmm. and we talked about it in therapy and you then added a note that you didn't want me to feel um, sorry for you. Yeah. In a sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wasn't looking <laughs> for sympathy. Yeah. yeah. And our therapist asked like, what I did feel the moment that Justin opened up that that part of him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, I didn't feel sorry for you or sympathy. In fact, I felt empathy mm-hmm. and, and more love. And I feel like my analogy, because I'm all about analogies. I'm like, if I can explain how I felt because I couldn't gather the r- words in that moment, it was more that... I lived in a house with Justin for five years and there's always been a room that is always, the door's always shut. It's locked. It's shut. I've never been in the room. And for once in our relationship, he brought me into that room. And not only did he bring me into that room, but it was like the best room of the house. Mm. That's how I felt. I think that room is like the most sacred part of your heart. And, and have you ever let anybody? No. What about? Like your mom.
2: Not one person has ever stepped. They didn't even know that room. Well, I shouldn't say they didn't know it exists. No, short answer, no. No one's ever walked in that room. Mm-hmm. No one ever knew what floor the room was on. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let alone walked in. Um, I couldn't. That was like the only thing that I had that I was like, this is going to be just for me. No one's going to see this. Um, and, and how, like if someone's like, how did you get to this point?
7: <sighs> or do you think that... You locked that room during the time where you felt like your mom, the person that was always there, chose someone over you. And you were like, because I remember you when you talk about that story, you would say, never going to feel like this again. I'm never going to let someone do that to me. Do you think that that's when that room kind of became locked?
2: I think I added another lock to the <laughs> already locked door. I really do. It was always locked. Always Um, yeah. So I probably just added another one in in that moment and I added more in other moments of my heart, you know, being exposed and broken Mm -hmm. or disappointed. Um, but you know, I got to that point because I, I was just tired of feeling like I'm the only one that's going to figure this out, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's me against the world. And, um, I realized that I am gonna say another hallmark card i i don't mean for it to be this is just honestly how i feel like i'm the luckiest guy here Mm -hmm. on earth because i have you and i'm like i am not allowing superwoman to have all the tools she needs to add to her powers to to conquer like I, i feel that way you know so i'm like the hell with it here's all the tools for me that i can offer you including this key to this room that no one has ever been in.
7: I think the more you get used to unlocking the door, leaving the door open, the more free within yourself you're going to feel. Because I yeah. feel as open and talkative and vulnerable as I've always known you to be from day one, there was also a part of you that I knew that was like a m- missing. And it was a major part. And I think yeah. it was like the, the key or... Yeah, it was just like the missing piece to what could take us, take you as like just an individual to a whole nother level. Yeah. So I'm excited for this chapter with you.
2: Well, this chapter, honey, is going to be led, narrated, (laughs) um, turned, paged, all the above by you. And and that's what I mean by like I just was tired of feeling like I had to do this by myself and I couldn't trust anyone to help me. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even ask someone to help me with this. Um, So, it will be led by you, and um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that.
7: I love being the light in your life.
2: (laughs) You are, honey. All right, so that's it. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed the recap so far. Plenty more to come as we are almost done with season two. Not quite sure yet when I'm going to end it. At first, I thought 25 episodes. May go a little longer. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But anyways, I just thought this was great because, again, there's so many missed uh, messages throughout the season. I I know it's a lot to take in, but uh, I just wanted to kind of give a nice recap. All right. So I may do another one next week about self-help gems. We'll see how I feel. We'll see what's going on. But uh, from now until then, have a beautiful rest of the week. Sending so much love and positive energy your way. And I'll see you guys soon
6: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card